0: I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland. I am loving.
1: You do not talk about
2: Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Glass 8 Film Club podcast. And we've got a special episode for you today. Cast your mind back a year for my visit down to Worcester Film Festival 2022, where I went down with my microphone, chatted to some attendees, filmmakers, organisers, put a little episode out there, giving an overview of the event to give you a flavour of what went on at a festival that's got a special place in my heart. And you know what? I've been back this year, the 2023 edition. Of course I have. I've been there every year for the three years since it started. Absolutely love Worcester Film Festival. Unbelievable group of people there, and it just keeps growing year on year. It's in the calendar It's always in the calendar. We'll be going forward. And due to last year's episode where I gave a bit of an overview for those who couldn't attend, I had to keep it going. The microphone was with me again this time as I went down to meet some new filmmakers, filmmakers I met last time, good friends now. There's a great community down there. And just to give a general vibe of what was going on because they've stepped it up this time. It's bigger, it's better, it keeps growing year on year and it's been a privilege to be a part of it. All through the three years and get involved and speak to people, meet people, make great friends and ultimately see fantastic films. This year in the 2023 edition, they'd moved venue, stepping up to the Odeon Cinema in Worcester. It was unbelievable going into a genuine cinema experience, seeing all these great films put on there and chatting to a lot of people who were in attendance. They loved it as well, being in the main screen at the Odeon, obviously seeing it on the huge screen and the big sound system, but also having a great stage in front of the screen as well for some fantastic Q&As and talks, which were all brilliant, bringing people in from all different walks of the industry, of obviously the filmmakers chatting, and that was very satisfying as well. So I was there, thoroughly enjoyed it once again, but most importantly, I was there with my microphone to give you all a little overview. And if you don't remember my highlights from last year and given the context about Worcester Film Festival... I was down there in the first years, I said it's been going for three years now as we had a little short film going on, had that screened, and as soon as we were down there the people that we met, the organizers, Hendrik and Kirsty have become very good friends with them now, and also meeting people there that we've since collaborated and followed other filmmakers and the films that they keep releasing, people that you'll hear throughout this episode that I chatted to, and also speaking to people who have attended for the first time this year and feeling their excitement for it as well. So I absolutely love Worcester Film Festival and I was very keen to document it for all you listeners to share the atmosphere, my love for it, and the experience of what it's like to be there from the people who were there as well. So, as I said, the microphone was with me. I dived into some screenings over the course of two days. It was a four-day festival. I was there for the final two, watching a whole selection of short films, feature films, music videos, documentaries. One direction they've gone in this year is having an even wider range of films on show, which is amazing. Obviously, a sign of how the festival's grown. And it was great to really see that eclectic mix, taking in some feature films as well. I really put myself in there, sat in that cinema screen and watched a load of fantastic stuff. I was inspired. My emotions were thrown in all different directions. I laughed, nearly cried on some occasions. As I say nearly, I might have shed a tear that I wiped away quickly. But everything was there. It was fantastic to be back once again. But as I said, I want to share the atmosphere with you. I want to share the experiences of people were there. And I've got plenty of great interviews to share with you. The first half of the podcast is going to be some interviews I got in between the films with a few of the filmmakers and attendees chatting about their experiences being there. Some of them are first time attendees. Some have been before, but it gives a great mix of the insight of what it feels like and how the festival has stepped up year and year. And then later on, on the Saturday night, it was the awards gala. Always love attending that. And this year I had the special privilege of presenting an award. Uh, that was an honour and they asked me. Genuinely very excited when I got asked by organiser Hendrick to present the award for Best Editor, which... I took in my stride, had my tuxedo on, got up, short little speech, tried to keep it tight, probably waffled on a little bit too long, but still, (laughs) it was great to be up there and be part of it, and as I said, been there for three years in a row, handing an award out to the best editor there, felt like I was integrated into it, I was part of the festival and seeing all those great films up there, 17 awards this year, some unbelievable stuff and I can't wait to um, watch more of the films that get released off the back of these filmmakers. Just wanted to add in there, one thing that I I did say, and I was really keen on sharing when I got my little moment on the microphone, was how great that festival is for the community it's built. Tom, who we uh, hear from later on, said to me in a a little chat that we were having that it now feels like a, a group of friends that keep growing year on year, who just so happen to go and watch great films and share the love of film. It does feel like that. Of course, it's a great industry event, And it will keep growing and pushing to have more accreditation and attract even more great filmmakers. But it's that community that's there. And what happens in those rooms and spaces, the conversations that are had, that's what leads to the inspiration, the collaboration, and the magic that you actually see on the screen afterwards. So I just want to share that enthusiasm and I love that I get from the community there at Worcester Film Festival. And if you do get the chance to go down next year or go to any film festival, that's the absolute joy you get from it. But that's enough from my pouring my emotions out at the start of the podcast. Let's hear from a few of the attendees and filmmakers, and I'll be dipping in and out to give just a few little insights into what went on at the festival and rounding it off at the end. But firstly, we'll dive into two interviews, firstly with Jake and Luke Morgan, brothers from Galway in Ireland They've had films on every year since the start. Luke won Best Director for the first two years. He was up for it again this year. And it was the first time that his brother and collaborator, Jake, was attending. Jake's a musician and scores all the film and does the musical direction. So he was here nominated for the Best Musical Composition. And they were also up for Best Short. I'll give you an update later on in the episode how they got on. I'll tease you with that. But first you'll hear them... A bit of uh, insight from those. Jake's sharing his experiences from his first time attending and what they've enjoyed about Worcester Film Festival. And then after that, we've got Dan Haberfield, who came all the way from Australia. He broke Luke's record from last year for the furthest travelled which is, is a testament, really, to what Worcester have been doing, the appeal that they've now got worldwide and how people are travelling from far and wide and loving everything that's going on with the community. So here we are. Here's a few little insights from them as I chat. to Luke and Jake Morgan first and then Dan Haberfield. Uh, well, here we are. Worcester Film Festival 2023. And they were with the Morgan brothers after... The boat's just been screened, you've done the Q&A, how was that, how was it to see it on the big screen?
3: That was fantastic, it was the first time we saw it on the big screen in a proper cinema, so just actually quite emotional and the amount of work we put into it and just seeing it up there on the big screen with an audience of people who didn't know us anything, you know, and hearing what their responses were, just magical.
2: Absolutely. Jake, it's your first time at Worcester. How have you enjoyed your experience so far?
4: I'm loving it so far. Luke has built up all of the expectations and they're meeting the expectations. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy to meet everyone and be here, screen our film. It's just a buzz.
2: Absolutely. So The Bolt, that's the latest film that got screened. Obviously, you've been here... All, uh, with the show in every year, Luke, you're here back to try and defend your crown as best director. But how does this film change to the other ones that you've put out in the past? Because obviously you're filming in a different country, different logistics there. But what is the different approach that's gone into this?
3: Well, this is a, just solely a drama. So the other films that we were, we had submitted in previous years have been comedies. Um, and I think that's the sort of genre we feel more comfortable with as, as filmmakers. Um, so it was a step outside our comfort zone in many ways, uh, tackling the boat. And we were a small bit worried that it, it wouldn't translate and wouldn't carry over. Um, but thankfully, um, it's great to get the, the vote of confidence from Hendrick and the Kirsty and the team at Worcester.
2: it went down very well. And best of luck this evening at the Awards Carla. Jake, why Film festival is important to you. I was submitted to quite a few offers. Worcester have had you on, as I said, each year. But why is the film festival circuit important for the films that you put out there?
4: It's just a good way to get our, our film seen with a, an audience. And I mean, that's what we make films for, to get get them screened and to, to share in stories with people and to experience cinema together. So that's why, that's what we love. And we love meeting new, other filmmakers and making connections and all the rest. That's why we, we enjoy submitting and attending.
2: Future ambitions as seeing other films spurred you on to get out there? Have you already got stuff in the pipeline ready to go?
4: We do indeed, yes. We have, we're have. we going into production with a feature film in two weeks' time, so uh, yeah. So the pressure's on now.
2: Can you, can you tease any details? <laughs> uh,
4: uh, this is the exclusive now, so. <laughs> uh, I'll let Luke, Luke tease you the details. It's
3: a film about um, two losers trying to make a career <laughs> in the arts. <laughs> Uh, which is what I'm telling everybody about it when they ask. No, it's about two, two brothers, so not autobiographical at all. And it's about a, a frog puppet, a singing frog puppet that one day gets stolen and they have to team up to get it back. Um, so that's the, that's, the, that's the pitch, that's the elevator pitch. I
2: look forward to seeing that come together. and Obviously shared out and hopefully screened at Worcester when it's ready to go. Well, finally, it's the gala tonight, making your debut. Are you excited to get
4: suited up and get involved? Always happy to get it for an excuse to get it suited and booted and have a couple of
2: pints. (laughs) I've got my centre stage moment of giving an award out so who knows there could be a moment here where we we collaborate on this. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything. Well (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for having a little chat. Look forward to the rest of the evening and it was great to see the boat on the big screen.
3: Cheers Marcus, thanks so much.
2: So, you've broken the record for the furthest travel attendee of Worcester Film Festival. It started off three years ago. Now you've come all the way from Australia to be here. How did you first find out about it and what's your experience been like so far?
5: Yeah, it's a beautiful record to have. 25,000 kilometres or whatever it was, yeah. 25 uh, hours in the air. Um, it's been awesome. Uh, I first found out about the Worcester Film Festival through Film Freeway when I submitted the film. Um, and then, obviously, we... We got accepted into the festival. Uh, I'd previously been here 20 years ago to Worcester itself uh, as a tourist. And so uh, I had some sort of sentimental value in coming back as well. So what was it like
2: then seeing your screen up in there, uh, chatting to people about it afterwards? It's been a good experience?
5: Yeah, it was awesome. So the film was really well received. Um, felt like the the right beats and moments uh, and the intentions of the film landed with the audience which is also always really pleasing, uh, as a filmmaker. Uh, and then we had a Q and A and some really, um, you know, valuable questions were, were asked there. So that was great. And then, yeah, just some really positive conversation afterwards and, um, yeah, really pleasing.
2: Yeah great that's what I love about like such a welcoming setting and you're always like you're immediately meeting more people and like leads to other people and by the end of it you're like okay yeah, I feel really driven to do something else now but what, what's been your history then in the film world and what's led you to this point uh, so far?
5: So I started in this industry as an actor about 15 years ago. Uh, prior to that I was always a bit of a closet writer uh, so i Sort of, I did a lot of writing and probably junk writing and, and, and never really shared or distributed that anywhere. But once I sort of started with the acting journey, the writing sort of came along as well. Uh, I got my first short film made around 2012, 2013 or so. Uh, that premiered a year or two later in Montreal um, at the World Film Festival over there, and then went to 25 other festivals. From there, I've gone on to make another three or four. Uh, short films as a writer, actor, director, and producer. And then also um, been in uh, a whole big bunch of TV and film work over in Australia as well.
2: Brilliant. Well, well a very good career so far. But what's the future ambitions? Are we going to see you back at Worcester?
5: I hope so. I've got to go and make another film now <laughs> just so I can try and get a, get acceptance. Um, I'd love to. I'd jump on a plane in a heartbeat if, uh, if we happen to get another film into Worcester for sure it's been awesome is there anything
2: in the pipeline any ideas going around
5: I've got some long-form content um, on the on the slate at the moment that I've been developing Um, in terms of a short there is uh, an idea there for uh, it's probably more of a proof of concept for one of the longer form projects but last couple of days I've been starting to think that if we get that done soon that could become uh, a bit of a, another, a short for the, for the festival circuit.
2: Lovely. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of the evening. Big event tonight at the gala, bringing everyone together to celebrate the festival. Always a good time. And I uh, hope you enjoy the, the curtain, the curtain raiser, the, the fall of the curtain of the festival.
5: <laughs> I'm sure it'll be an absolute blast. I'm uh, looking forward to sending off the festival with everybody and having a great time. Brilliant.
2: I'll see you later. Luke and Jake Morgan there, followed by Dan Haberfield. I teased a little bit earlier on that Luke was here to defend his crown as Best Director, which he previously won for two years in a row. For those with your fingers crossed, unfortunately he was pipped to Best Director. However, not to worry, between them, the Morgan Brothers, they took home two awards. Jake won Best Composer and their film The Boat took home the prestigious award for the Best Shots of the Festival. So not a bad night at all. I don't think they'll be complaining about that. And then Dan as well also picked up an award on the night on behalf of Ned Van Roy for best performance in in Dan's film, Lackey and John. So great early doors there, grabbing interviews with filmmakers who went on to sweep up awards at the Awards Gala, which was fantastic to see. I was very chuffed for all of them. And then went on to have a chat with Andy Taylor. He'd made his first appearance at the festival with his music video for the song Debut. He instantly got involved with the Worcester community. It's very hard not to. A lot of uh, likeable people there, as I say, and Andy was well keen to watch the films, have a chat with everyone. And before you knew it, our gang had extended and everyone's very excited to watch each other's films. I had a little chat with him as well towards the end of the festival as he'd been there pretty much since the start watching films, getting involved. I wanted to find out as his first year there, what his thoughts were towards the festival, what it was like getting involved. And most importantly, will he be coming back? That's what we always want everyone to get hooked like I did early doors. And so it was great speaking to Andy who it was his first time at the festival. Then after my chat with Andy, we went from a first-timer to Worcester Film Festival veterans. I chatted with Megan ox to be and Tom Reen. Looking back on the three years of Worcester now, it's developed year on year. If you remember, Tom was on the last year's overview of Worcester. And I was also been on an episode of his own as well. So three-time appearances on the uh, podcast, really pushing those records forward. Tom also had two projects playing this year, both down in the basement and moving apart. were are on the big screens at the Odeon. He was very excited about that, and so he should be. Always a good achievement to get your film up there, and everything that was up on that big screen in the Odeon just felt bigger and better. But like I said, first up, it's Andy, and then we'll be hearing from Tom and Megan. Andy, first year at Worcester Film Festival, you had your music video on earlier. How did it feel to see
6: it on the big screen? Uh, do you know what? It's fantastic, it's the first. I'm so used to seeing it on a monitor or like a mobile phone, so seeing it on the big screen was like, yeah, this is where it's meant to be seen. Like, this is good, this is, this is where it should be, yeah. Yeah, it
2: looked great, the visuals were stunning. It was yeah. fantastic to see up there. What what led you to here? How did you find out about Worcester and then how did you submit and then come down here, basically?
6: Yeah, do you know, it's just on chance, you know, when you're on Film Freeway, just the um, festival website, and I came across like like the trending um, festivals right now and Worcester was up there and I read all the good reviews and I thought, you know what, this looks really good. And um, yeah, I'll tell you what, it's one of the best festivals I've been to. Really, really good, yeah.
2: There's the sound bite. Yeah. We can send that one out. So what's your experience been like so far? How long have you
6: been here? What have you been up to whilst you've been down? I've been here a couple of days. I've met so many nice people. Everyone's so welcoming. Um, it's really well organized. Um, it's been brilliant. It's. Cause I've been to other festivals and they've been great, but this has got like a real community to it, you know? And um, it's just easy. Everyone's so approachable and you can just, it's been great. It's been really good, yeah. Has. The
2: kind of community aspects. I always love meeting new people, and I come out of this festival feeling really inspired. And you do meet people to go and collaborate with. Like, what do you get out of that is an element of like meeting people, and you're like, okay, yes, let's go and do something else. That
6: guy's excited anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves the festival. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing. When I've watched like all the, the films and music videos, documentaries, it just makes me hungry just to like go, right, I need to make something right now and it just wants to make me all right get behind the camera and just keep making more stuff you know that's the great thing yeah yeah, yeah
2: absolutely what have your future plans and you got anything in the pipeline that you're plotting that you can give us a little teaser with
6: oh that's exclusive no no uh, future plans i'm currently writing a feature film uh, it's it's based on my horror film i made four years ago it's about sleep paralysis so it got really good feedback um and everyone says we want to see this as a feature and i had no intentions of making as a feature but because I've experienced it quite a lot, sleep paralysis, and everyone got really liked it, so yeah, I'm going to expand it. How does that process then step
2: up of going from a shot to a feature? Obviously, the length's yes. different, but in yes. terms of pulling that
6: together, yeah, how does that step up take place? Yeah, well, that's the thing, I've got to get the story right, you know, I've got to care about the characters, and I don't want to be too... I don't know if it's like a film it's like so downbeat for the whole way through oh god it's so drab this film like you know like i want it's it's got to have a real like good balance to it you know um it's tough i've wrote half of it so far so far so good it's it's good it's got some laughs in there but it's mainly serious but it's you're going on you go on a real journey on this on this film
2: best of luck i look forward to seeing the development of it and you've got the award gala tonight you're up for an award are you looking forward to diving
6: in getting stuck into the oh yeah i'm i'm chuffed i'm um been nominated it's been nominated for three awards but i mean the other two like got nothing to do with me costume design hair and makeup i just oversee they go yeah it looks good you take a bit of credit i'll I'll take a little bit yeah (laughs) yeah i I chose the colors for the costume you know (laughs) but um yeah i'm chuffed it's gonna be a really good night i'm excited to see it
2: brilliant well i'm excited to get stuck into the evening thank you for having a chat it's great to see your music video up there i'll check in with you later on yes here we are tom you've been at the festival every year since its conception three years ago, how you found it this year, third year in, how
0: it's all been developing now we're here at the Odeon. Oh, it's fantastic, Marcus. It's bigger, it's better, it's bolder. It's at the Odeon, um, and so seeing our films on the actual big screen is pretty special.
2: And what does this mean for Worcester? as a city, like to develop something from scratch, a film festival, has it added to the industry? Does it give more opportunities and networks for the area?
0: Yeah, massively so, Um, there's a huge community that's being built around this festival with filmmakers from all over the world, quite literally collaborating on projects and all that sort of stuff, so yeah, Worcester's becoming the place to make films, I think. It's great to
2: see it, it's really good to be part of that growth and seeing it all. You've had two films on? Am I right? Yeah, two films over the course of I it. Mean, yeah. What was it like, the experience of seeing them, especially now here in the old and on the big screen, taking part in that? It
0: was really special, because uh, obviously we thought it was going to be in the Porcelain Works again, which was really nice, very historic building, gorgeous building. Uh, but to have it in like an actual cinema that's pretty dreamy, dream come true sort of a thing. So, yeah, thank you, Hendrik. <laughs> thank
4: you, Kirsty.
2: And then, in terms of inspiration you get from this, like... What's the feeling after you've been here? Because obviously you're meeting a lot of people, having the chats, but seeing other films as well. What's If someone has not been to a film festival, what's the overriding emotion coming out of it?
0: I think for me, as a producer, filmmaker, I watch people like... I mean, I met Andy, who I think you were speaking to a minute ago. Yeah. Um, he did quite a small-budget film, which looks like someone spent at least 100,000 pounds on it. So I think the production quality that we as independent filmmakers need to be bringing to the table just seems to be getting higher and higher. And Luke's, um, Luke and Jake's film, Morgan Brothers, like it from Nepal, I think that's inspired me that I want to do more like around the world and out and about and sort of get into different cultures. And yeah, so up the quality level, get out and about, experience different cultures and just keep making films that are better. Love it. Yeah, yeah,
2: they keep raising that bar, don't they, each year. good. you've been here every year as well, been part of it in Worcester. How have you enjoyed seeing it grow and being part of the festival that's developed over three years?
7: Yeah, it's just been amazing. I remember the first year and it was a lot different than it is now. It's just grown massively. And being in a cinema is just amazing. Seeing all the films on a massive big screen, and all clapping in the audience. And it's just a really, really great atmosphere. So, yeah, I love it.
2: Yeah, and there is the element, isn't it, like, meeting new people and every time there's a new wave of people coming along because it is developing. Have you found from coming every year that there is that opportunity to meet different people and and be inspired by what you see and who you talk to?
7: Yeah, definitely. So each year we've met new people and it's amazing seeing them come back each year and then each year there's new people who come and then they join part of the group and it's amazing. So last year we had... Uh, Luke come from Ireland and then this year we have Dan from Australia So that's really really cool Breaking
0: records yeah. It is, uh, yeah, I've got basically got to wait a whole year now for all my friends to come back So <laughs>
7: well,
2: We need someone from space next year to break the travel Because we've had Australia now, I don't think we can uh, beat that unless we get I'm someone from get space some <laughs> <laughs> We'll have a word, we'll have a word And in terms of what it's doing for the city the film scene here is. would you say the festival is now like a real integral part of that?
7: Yeah, definitely. So a few years ago, you just would never have thought film would be in Worcester. It's always, you think London, and you just never associate Worcester with film. So it's just amazing bringing it here and building this great community.
0: I think what I've seen as well is that um, the Worcester University is like really pushing for this to be happening I think as well because as always Worcester University students who are on the film courses here every single year and we saw like the rise of like this the future filmmakers are like Linus and Dan and Lucas and now they're quite well established in the industry even if they feel like they're fledglings they're still like they're now independent filmmakers and all that sort of stuff and we've met more new fresh it's like season two Worcester <laughs> University filmmakers coming up there's a sitcom there if someone wants to write it. There you go. yeah.
2: Inspiration
0: all yeah. around <laughs> us.
2: And it's great. There's been a lot of films set in Worcester. A lot of documentaries I've seen as well, which kind of, I like you
0: say, a lot is linked in with the city and it's great to see that. I've learned stuff that I just didn't know anything about and it's like I've been here for almost all my life. Yeah. It's well a part
2: of the tapestry of the city now and it's yeah. great to see. Well, thank you both for having a chat. That Year was- three of Worcester. Here we are. It's been fantastic and uh, great to hear you've enjoyed it as well. That was firstly Andy Taylor, followed by my chat with Megan Oxtoby and Tom Reen. Megan and Tom share my absolute love for the festival. So they're always a delight to chat to. Um, plus they've got local pride as well, both being from Worcester. So they've been able to track the progress of the festival, you heard, but see how it's been adding to the city year on year and how it's become even more of a cultural stop off and a part of the event calendar in Worcester, which is great to hear about. And and let's hope Andy got the bug as well and he'll be rushing back for next year's edition. As you say, there's a group that keeps coming back year on year and hopefully after his attendance this year, he'll be um back on it next year to join this returning group of film lovers and Worcester lovers. But now, it's when it gets really exciting. We've had plenty of positivity from filmmakers about how great the festival has been up until the final day but we had the excitement of the awards gala to look forward to on the Saturday night. Smart attire was donned, speeches were written and the Guild Hall of Worcester was primed for our presence as we headed into a night of film celebrations filmed with dazzling people chatting about dazzling films. Much like the rest of the festival, the gala had scaled up again this year, with 17 awards up for grabs and a big screen set up showing the trailers of all the nominated films, it had everything we needed for a night to remember. Spirits were high from the off, the crowd is always friendly at Worcester and this year was no different. The film conversations kicked off early doors and the merriment carried us through into the awards presentations. Rounding off proceedings with an appreciation of all the stunning work on show provided a joyous energy that was fit for the occasion. Speeches were made and plaudits were given. Plus. There was the addition of guest presenters this year, which I'm very honoured to say included me, as they had the privilege of giving the award out for Best Editor to Max Calabi for his stop-motion masterpiece, Deeper Still. After enjoying my moment in the spotlight and firmly congratulating Max and his film, I managed to catch up with him afterwards to chat about his experience at the festival. Well, congratulations on your, your awards tonight. How are you feeling? How was it to get up there and uh, uh, win and received two.
8: Very exciting, I, I I wasn't expecting two. I was like, if I'm lucky, maybe one. Um, so yeah, I'm over the moon. I'm, and it's lovely It's lovely to be in an environment where there's other people that are equally as inspired and, and enjoy film as much as I do, so yeah.
2: So for a stop motion project, you're spending a lot of time doing it, you focus. you took uh, the lead on everything, you're there doing it. What's it like then to spend so much time focusing on your own doing it and then put it out there?
8: yeah it's scary because scary, you end up spending so much time in your own bubble i think especially as an animator i find that uh, but it's then so nice when it's received well as it has here so yeah really exciting yeah. and what was your inspiration for doing it and why did you think the story that you had lended itself well to stop motion um well i think the gorgeous thing about animation is the fact that you can really accentuate elements that you might not be able to as much with with live action um uh, and so being able to do that through animation is it, really lovely and also um sorry yeah yeah and how's your experience at the awards tonight been what's it been like mingling with everyone oh lovely i'm not used to wearing a fancy suit and and mingling with, and networking with people so this is very out of my comfort zone but i enjoy, you know it's been it's been lovely it's been really lovely yeah <laughs> Brilliant. well enjoy the rest of the night thank you so much one of the
2: great beauties of the festival this year was the wide range of filmic styles that are on show as well as the expanded range of categories within those categories student submissions were highly encouraged Those involved in the industry will know just how important everyone believes it is to keep encouraging student films. It's an opportunity to experiment with your styles before kicking on into the industry. Because many great filmmakers have started this way. And I've always thought that including a section for student films at a film festival offers that bridge between studying filmmaking and then practising it. Which is a bridge that is unbelievably valuable for filmmakers. One nominated student film was Gridlock. I spoke with Sam Bateman, producer and first AD on the film, as well as Hugo Kilner, the director, about their film, The Future Aspirations for their collaborations. So, has been a great night of it at the gala. What brought you here? How's it been for you? And what's your experience of, uh, what's the film festival been so far?
9: Um, it's been amazing. We only got here a few hours ago, actually. Um, we, had, we screened our film just a few hours ago, and then we had to get straight here. Um, yeah. It's been amazing. It's been our first festival ever. So uh, we didn't really know what to expect, but we've thoroughly enjoyed it, yeah.
2: Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about the film and like, why you have wanted to get it out on the circuit?
9: Sure, um, um, well, we're basically just a group of friends at uni who uh, wanted to make a short film together. It's about a young man who has a medical issue um, that he can't really get seen to. And um, yeah, we didn't really know how we were going to get it out there. So we thought, why not try and put it through a few festivals and then Worcester accepted us and now um, here we are. So student film, what's the process of that been like, the connections you've made? Has it like spurred you on to your next project? Yeah, with, it, with the film, it's been about, it, it, there's been quite a few of us involved and finding those people involved has been great. And me, Hugo and Finn, who are the all the producers and Hugo, of course, has done almost everything for the film, uh, directing it. Uh, and we, we've collated and formed a studio called Phoenix Studios and we're working on our next film which I'm going to be directing and and I've written Um, and we're going to continue working together throughout this year and see how that goes maybe apply for some more festivals but this has been a brilliant festival, yeah. Brilliant, it sounds very exciting but what
2: is it about filmmaking that's been inspiring you? Obviously, coming to a festival like this and getting nominated like is a sign of the quality of what you've been doing but what's driving you on now to want to go and make your next project?
9: I think it's just how much we enjoy making films together I mean we actually live together now the three of us who produced the film we actually ended up living together and you know I think the festival here is just like the cherry on top essentially and uh, we never when we first set out to make the film we had no intention of actually sending it through festivals but I'd encourage anyone to do to do that because um, we're still shocked actually that we're even here Um, but yeah just the enjoyment of actually making stuff together yeah well i think what you get from it when you speak to people here
2: as well it's like everyone's just passionate about what they do obviously it's great getting the awards and like slapping everyone on the back but everyone you chat to is like yes let's make films let's keep on doing it as you said you've got your production company going now what's your kind of view what's your ambition of where you
9: want to be taking it forward um, I would say from all of us, we'd obviously want to continue making and make it a tangible career which would be the main goal but obviously award circuits like this, are, the, as Hugo just said, the cherry on top, they're, they're, the, they're the goal and and, being, and making those sort of films that we want to make and make, being able to make it together and have that as in our future is just amazing. And you said with the topic that you're covering in this film, obviously it's a very raw, powerful, important topic, what made you think that you wanted to tell that story? I, I was thinking to myself, I was desperate to make a short film and I thought to myself, what would really speak to people my age that I um, interact with every single day? And you know, speaking to other students my age and my year that I've come across, um, uh, you know, stories of mental health and those sort of struggles uh, were really important to people. So I thought trying to put that on screen uh, in the most honest way possible was really important to all of us. Amazing,
2: thank you very much guys. And I wish you the best of luck going forward with your production you so company. Much and hopefully see you back here again at Worcester in 2024. Thank you. Sam Bateman and Hugo Kilner there, a pair of really passionate upcoming filmmakers who I'm sure will go on to produce a lot of fantastic films by the sounds of it. They've got loads of ideas whirring away at the minute, so I'm sure they'll be diving straight in, getting some films sent out there, and as you heard, their production company is bubbling away, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to put out there in the future. My next interview was with part of the team responsible for one of my favourite films at the festival. The documentary Life Over Death was a stunning insight into the history of the Channel house below the Bishop of Worcester's residence and the beautiful philosophy and writings it inspired within the late wife of the bishop. This is a really interesting kind of unknown area of history and I think the team behind this film tapped into something really interesting and as a documentary lover myself this film combined fascinating history something that's a really truly unique insight with a deeply emotional story all tied up with beautiful visuals so when you bring all that together after I watched it I knew I definitely needed to learn more about it. After the awards were handed out and the team behind Life Over Death had picked up the award for best documentary at the festival, I had a little chat with director of photography Simon Lucas and director Gillian Davis about the conception of the film, what it was like to make it and the future life of it. Well, congratulations on winning Best Documentary tonight. How's your experience been at the Awards Gala tonight?
10: It's incredible, isn't it? Kirsty and Henry have done an incredible job bringing everybody together and the atmosphere, and actually not just the atmosphere, but the support from other filmmakers has been astounding. Absolutely incredible.
2: You're a local production company telling a local story. How much did that kind of play into wanting to be part of this festival and how does that feel being here sharing
11: that story with people in the local community. It's been a great honor to be a part of it. You know, it really is a local story where we stood right now for the award ceremony. The subject of our documentary is literally I want to say a quarter of a mile up the road under the uh, uh, the channel houses in the cathedral in the cathedral nearby. And our office is another mile in the other direction. So we are yeah, we it is a really uh, it's it's a really proud thing for us to be a, part of this and then to, to win Best Documentary against some really amazing competition as well. Uh, I, I, mean, I know it's a cliché thing to say um, that, but you know, the other films looked amazing and you know, so yeah, really proud to... to yeah, it's
2: been a great standard, hasn't it, this year? There's been a lot of great really? stuff. I know in the Q&A you talked about your passion for the subjects and why you're interested in the story, but why did you want that story to be shared, like what did you want people to get out of it from watching it, seeing that and be like okay yeah there's something i can connect with
11: well there, there's two really really important uh, aspects to the story and it was really important to us to to balance both of those aspects so there is the historic aspect uh, nobody has ever photographed or filmed in this lost charnel house ever before and i i'd known about it for over 20 years and i'd always wanted to make a film about it so for me it's been a fantastic privilege to be able to see this really rare relic of our medieval past. Um, And then to have it tied into the story um, of Denise Ng, who wrote a book about charnel houses and lived above the charnel house and sadly passed away whilst writing this book, to tie in her emotive story about her battle with cancer whilst being faced with um, the bones of thousands of monks that she lived above, uh, was really, really important to get that across and to get that message across that you know we are here for a short time and to make the most of life and to enjoy every single aspect of life as she says to live deliciously not preciously um you know that's really important like savor every mouthful of food that you have every moment with your kids even when they're kicking off and being a pain that's something i've taken with two young kids you know when they're kicking off every morning for school refusing to put their school uniform on could be worse couldn't it so yeah it's it's great and that's a good message to take out of it
2: and also you talked about that as a a project has gone on for quite a while you know there's different difficulties to get it going you've had the idea for a long time but how do you keep that motivation going like to keep a passion project going and push it through to completion what was it that drove you on to actually get it finished
10: i think the story and we that that's what we love to do i think we're all hugely passionate about telling stories and we knew that this story was special in fact you know maybe if we've got more time on another day we can run through the fatey elements that are involved in this but certain things happened that made it feel like we were destined to make this story and there was felt almost without sounding too um, off the wall that we were destined to make it something felt like it was pushing us forward to make this film and and every element of it was um, thought through and really considered it was really important to us to make sure we were hugely respectful to the bishop who opened his his life to us uh, and his home so we, we felt really fortunate to be allowed in to a little, little snippet of his life. He's such an incredible, incredible man.
2: And that rawness and emotion really came through in here. I mean, that was that was the real power of it. Like you said, it was so open. Every element of it, just actually, obviously the physicality of the filming, but his emotion as well was there. Do you have future plans for the film now? What else do you want to do with it?
10: Well, we do. I mean, it's kind of off the back of this. We'd been thinking anyway, hadn't we, about... Um, uh, adding more to it because as we were going through it the, the story took so many different twists and turns for us that actually deciding on, on which one we were going to settle on was, was really difficult but we feel like there's probably so many but nearly everybody has said to us we want to see more um, and we've got so, it's a funny question in the screening yesterday but we've got stacks and stacks that is currently on the cutting room floor but is excellent material that could be used and just help to explain a little bit more and I think we're thinking about going down the route of um, uh, why has our relationship with death changed so much in such a short space of time so that's certainly one of the avenues but there are others I think aren't there? Yeah. Oh, lower. well this is it. It's, <laughs> it's huge. and But what is it? Why, why are we scared of death? Everybody is scared of death and actually to live uh, every day in the knowledge that we're all going to, there's the only certainty, we are going to die and we shouldn't be scared of that. We should lean into it uh, to, to help us live each day that we're living uh, much better and yeah. with more thought and happiness, hopefully.
2: Yeah, I think that philosophical element comes through and if you can make a film that really makes people think on that level then you've done a good job. Well, finally, have you got any other ideas in the
11: pipeline? Well, we just had a meeting about that the other day, didn't you? What's our next passion project? So, yeah, we've got a few ideas bubbling under that we're working on. So, yeah, we're going to be making some more passion projects like this, some more documentaries um, outside of our regular everyday work. So it's definitely something we're going to be keeping on with the side and we're going to be putting this into some more film festivals trying to do what we can with it.
2: With the gala nearly over and the winners firmly congratulated it was time to speak to the two people at the heart of the festival. I've developed a lot of love for Hendrik and Kirsty over the years and seeing the festival go from strength to strength gives me endless amounts of joy. You know what? It wouldn't be a summary of the festival if I didn't catch a few minutes with them both to congratulate them on yet another great year. But to also get an insight from them into how they felt it all went and what makes organising the festival so special to them. Kirsty, Hendrik. 2023 Worcester Film Festival third year of it another step up it's been amazing so many people here so many great films how's it been for you this year?
1: I am completely overwhelmed (laughs) I it's been absolutely fantastic we could not have asked for a better attendance people actually coming out to watch independent films like it's been incredible and then seeing the winners faces tonight has been amazing.
2: Hendrik I spoke to you last year at the end of the festival and you were saying about your visions for this year going into it what were
12: you imagining and how's it delivered on that um well i imagined this i never thought we'd get to this so it's actually it's a really like emotional moment to be able to see i mean we couldn't anticipate that we would have like we've shown over 200 films 36 countries 700 people over the entire festival people traveling from as like Lancashire and Liverpool, but then further away, like Ireland, Spain, and like Australia, it's, yeah, I know. Um, The pressure, the pressure when he was like, I'm gonna come from Australia and we're like, and we were literally like, shit, they better be good now then, right? Because for one person you're like, well, coming halfway across the world. So it's exceeded all expectations. Everyone's had a good time, but mainly like, I think what we wanted was to build a community. And we were having this conversation earlier Mm -hmm. that coming back every year and seeing like, faces that you've seen over the last couple of festivals and then other people come in and they're suddenly, because they you you're all part of the same group and it just grows and grows and grows and it really feels like a bit of like a reunion every single year.
2: Kirsty, how special is that community being? From nowhere, film festival bang, three years of it and now there's actually like a committed community that keeps growing and growing like how does it feel to be part of that and obviously developing it each year?
1: Well, I have told this story <laughs> to um, our volunteers, kind of. Oh, um, we started off with quite a lot of. We're, we're a student city, and um, we have a lot of young people here, kind of wanting to get into film. And they they came to the first film festival, and now they're working with filmmakers that they've met from around the country on various different projects, and to have seen them grow like that is absolutely incredible and not just in their skills in filmmaking but also in confidence and yeah it's really really heartwarming
2: that's what i love about this place is that meeting people like minded there's passionate about it but people actually going on doing stuff it's like it's not just come here have a chat see you next year like people are making those bonds and going on and making stuff happen which begs the question where do you go from here hendrick
12: oh, i mean <laughs> BAFTA accredited, hopefully. Well, I mean, just bigger and better, like even when we had the ILM tour, when they left, they literally came up to us and went, email us next year about coming. So it's about building those relationships and keeping them, nurturing them, growing them. What can we do more? How can we now use everything that we've done, all the people that we've met to actually go further and go bigger? I mean, you're talking about like the upskilling of people, like our our first two volunteers we had in the first year, they, one of them is a director in a film that we had in this festival, and the other went on to win the screenwriting award for the Stephen Knight Screenwriting Award. Like, what what else could you want from like that nurturing of talent? So that's all I think we would like to see. Obviously, we want to keep growing, but it's seeing that that constant growth of all the people that we come into contact with. Yeah, I love that. Love that story.
2: But in terms of, as I say, where you go in and everyone who's been building this community. I want this to grow. Like, I'm always part of it, but people who are listening to this or checking out Worcester Film Festival online want to get involved or you're trying to sell the the dream of what it's been like. How would you summarise this? Like, what it's like? Because I think it's something very special. And when people come along each year, they're like, yeah, it doesn't feel like another film festival because it's that community. But, like, how would you summarise what goes on here?
1: It's really hard to... Put the whole experience into like a few words um because i think ha- that so the level of films that we've seen over the last three years um has really upscaled and i think having those kind of younger people aspiring and coming to these things and getting involved in these communities being part of that and and up against those films in those categories being nominated for those things it's creating those relationships and and giving them the opportunities to go forward and actually become you know successful filmmakers so i think to be honest if we can just keep doing that and grow that bigger, that's probably my kind of aim and where I I want
12: to go. To jump onto that though I think that's it's about that because you're right the level of films we've seen has astronomically grown but we had great films in the first year and I think what was really cool about it is it's actually we're trying to be dynamic with the people that come. Where we are evolving and we're this big fluid thing that's working with the filmmakers to try and give them the best experience. What do they want from it? Because, they, I, mean, we, I mean, last year, year two, we had six awards and we had all this feedback and we saw some of these great short films that had, like, I think, one of them that won last year, the Midlands film, Wool. The composer had done he'd sampled clacking of like knitting and we just were like we really need to champion there's so many people that go into like the process of making a film so we're going from six awards to 17 that's one of the things where we listen to everything that people have said and we've tried to grow from that point
2: brilliant love it everything you say makes me excited and i can't wait to keep seeing the festival grow thank you for having a little chat and thank you for putting on another great year of worcester film festival Well there we have it! Another year of Worcester Film Festival, aptly rounded off by organisers Hendrik Harms and Kirsty Gregory. I just want to say again a huge congratulations to them and what they keep on achieving in pulling this festival off and taking it in new, exciting directions each year. And thank you so much for welcoming me so warmly as always and really making me feel part of the Worcester family. It's a filmmaking family that I'm very happy to be part of. And I, of course, encourage everyone who has a love for great film and great people to attend next year. This festival is just going to keep on growing, bringing more great films onto the screen and more fantastic filmmakers together. So get yourself down to the 2024 edition, of course. But that's that. I'm afraid if I go on too long now, this episode is going to become the length of a film. But that's just what happens when there's a lot of good stuff to be said. I've really banged on and I hope you felt my passion for, one, how much I love the festival, how much of a good time I had, but how it just keeps on going year on year and how Worcester Film Festival and Worcester the City is a great place to go to. After a few days of watching unbelievable films and speaking with passionate and interesting people, it's time to say thank you Worcester Film Festival. I will, of course, see you again next year.